Finding light in the darkness is what Americans do. Finding light in the darkness is what Americans do. Yeah, that's according to Joe Biden from his uh, fairly recent address to the nation. I think it was about three weeks ago or so. Isn't the power of Easter morning really all about finding light in the darkness? Isn't the power of Easter morning really about finding beautiful, amazing new life right where we were already convinced we would only find a smelly, dead body? I'm sharing with you today John's version of the Easter story, John chapter 20. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. So she came running to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and said, They've taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we don't know where they put him. So Peter and the other disciple started for the tomb. Both were running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent over and looked in at the strips of linen lying there, but he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came along behind him and went straight into the tomb. He saw the strips of linen lying there, as well as the cloth that had been wrapped around Jesus' head. The cloth was still lying in its place, separate from the linen. Finally, the other disciple who had reached the tomb first also went inside. He saw and he believed. They still, however, did not understand from the scripture that Jesus had to rise from the dead. Then both disciples went back to where they were staying. Now Mary stood outside the tomb crying. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb and saw two angels in white, seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the head and the other at the foot. They asked her, Woman, why are you crying? They have taken away my Lord, she said, and I, I don't know where they've put him. At this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not recognize that it was Jesus. He asked her, Woman, why are you crying? Who is it you are looking for? Thinking he was the gardener, Mary said, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have put him, and I will get him. Jesus said to her, Mary. Mary turned toward him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, Do not hold on to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them, I am ascending to my Father and to your Father, to my God and to your God. Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news, I have seen the Lord! And she told them that he had said these things to her. So ends today's Easter reading. Let us pray. O God of all of our days, we come this morning with eager anticipation and hope-filled hearts. There are many things in our lives that bring forth uncertainty, intense worry, and often fear. But we come today looking 
and listening for a message of hope. We come today seeking light in the darkness that often surrounds us. We come today hoping to find a world that gives our life meaning. May we, with shouts of joy, proclaim your steadfast, liberating love to all people, everywhere, and in every walk of life. Amen. Well, this pandemic year has been for many people, certainly many people worldwide, an entire year of darkness. You know, when it comes to our Easter Gospel reading from John's Gospel, the 20th chapter, that's the reading I just shared. You know, we don't need anything more than verse 1 of today's reading to set the stage, to lay the foundation for the brilliant light of the Easter message, simply because there's been a huge obstacle blocking our path for an entire year. It's as if there's been an ominous cloud or a desert southwest haboob wind dust storm forcing out the light in the world, leaving only darkness in its wake. Let me read again to you only the first verse of today's reading. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb, went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. Wow! Especially this year, you Bible scholars already know, you already know this, but I want to remind you, make a note. Note the distinctive nature of the Apostle John's graphic use of images, signs, miracles, one-on-one cameos like, like his, his special meeting with Nicodemus and the woman at the well, the Samaritan woman, and John's unmistakable talent for writing on multiple levels at the same time, especially the Apostle John's use of darkness and light. Take another look at chapter 1 of John's Gospel, and you will immediately see that Jesus, the Word, the Logos, the Son of God, is without a doubt, and clearly in John's writing, the light of the world, the light, God's light coming into the world, a light that overcomes the darkness of the world. Let me remind you of a couple of verses from John, the Gospel of John, chapter 1. In the beginning was the one who was called the Word. The Word was with God and was truly God. From the very beginning, the Word was with God. And with this Word, God created all things. Nothing was made without the Word. Everything was created. Everything that was created received its life from Him. And his life gave light to everyone. The light keeps shining in the dark, and the darkness has never put it out. God sent a man named John, who came to tell about the light and to lead all people to have faith. John wasn't that light, however. John came only to tell about the light. The true light that shines on everyone was coming into the world. My friends, clearly, for the Apostle John, the writer of John's Gospel, as he penned his Gospel narrative, to be, quote, in the dark is to be totally devoid of God. 
I want to share with you a couple of uh, scholarly comments from the Crosswalk Commentary. A crucial point that the Apostle John makes in both the Gospel of John and in his series of three letters, known to us as 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John, is the difference between light and darkness. It is important for us to understand what John means here. When John says that God is light, he is referring literally to God as illuminator. That is, as the illuminator, as the creator, as the generator. As the generator of light and life, all that was, is, and ever will be. Of course, light not only reveals that which is hidden in darkness, but light also provides energy needed for the giving and sustaining of life. When the earth was dark and void, as we see in the book of Genesis, God provided light. This light not only provided physical energy for the development of all life, including human beings, but the light also provided spiritual direction, ultimately through the person and work of Jesus Christ. Accordingly then, the message that Jesus brings to this world, light to this world, Accordingly, then, the message that Jesus Christ brings to this world is one that will bring light to the darkness of any heart. It is the good news about the truth of God's love that is capable of overcoming any obstacle, no matter how dark. End quote. Okay, where is the darkness, you might be asking yourself. Come on, you might even be thinking, hey, Michael, where's all this light that you keep talking about? Well, probably like you, I've wandered around in the dark way more than I'd like to admit. And I'm here to tell you today that my stumbling around in the darkness usually, for me, results in pain. Too much pain and way too often. Although Wendy and I have a pretty large bedroom at the church parsonage, there's still a bit of darkness between the edge of the bed and the bathroom door, which of course is where the little nightlight casts its welcoming glimmer across the doorway. The problem is that my chest of drawers is between the edge of the bed, you know, where I get out of the bed at night, and the bathroom door. And the chest of drawers is completely hidden in a thick blanket of darkness. And as I carefully twist around and attempt to stand up and grope my way around the hidden furniture, the very edge of my little toe invariably collides head-on with the hardwood. And it really goes south from there. Often as we stumble through the darkness, it ends up in pain, especially for us. So again, is there more darkness that I might not be telling you about today? Well, actually, as we've been opening the doors here at Yuma First Downtown, we've been running into darkness. For example, as we have started the painstaking process of safely getting together again in person, many of us, in a way, still feel trapped. We still feel restricted when we're trying so hard to break free from the handcuffs and from the darkness, trying to escape from all these things that have successfully paralyzed us for the last 12 months. In fact, 
A handful of folks continue to express their disappointment to me in all the health questions and the health check-in stations and the temperatures and all the questions about where they've been over the last 14 days, all the required safe and wise practices that fortunately, and I mean this, fortunately, well over 95% of the folks that I know of still believe We still believe that all these restrictions and requirements are keeping us safe. And I want to add, not only safe, but all of these things are keeping us in business so that we can continue to move forward in a positive direction and keep the doors of the church downtown open. Again, considering the Apostle John's masterful imagery of light and darkness, it's fitting indeed for us to think again about God's about it's fitting indeed for us to think again about John's opening words of our reading today while it was still dark. Finally, as we gather to celebrate the great joy of Easter morning this 2021 year, I invite you, just like the gospel writer John, to expectantly hope for, to wait for, to look for, and eventually find for yourself the light in the darkness, which God in Christ Jesus offers to each one of us regardless of the darkness that attempts to overwhelm us. You know, I know you can do it. I'm convinced you too can find light in the darkness. Several months ago, you might remember when a couple of planets appeared to come together in the evening western skies. As it got darker and darker, the brilliance of the glimmering the brilliance of the glimmering epiphany-like star became brighter and brighter and brighter. Obviously, we needed the darkness of the night for us to clearly see the light of God's beautiful creation unfolding right before our, our our eyes, right in front of us. Yeah. I think Joe Biden's right. Finding light in the darkness is what Americans do. Finding light in the darkness, especially on Easter morning, is simply what we do as well. I want to share with you a very special prayer. It's been very special for me over the years. I adapted this. I rewrote some of the parts of this prayer, and it's from thisischurch.com. A prayer for Easter morning. Lord Jesus, it was on this day that you conquered death and rose from the dead, and you are alive forevermore. Help us never to forget your risen presence forever with us. Help us to remember that you are with us in every time of struggle to guide and to direct. That you are with us in every time of sorrow to comfort and console. That you are with us in every time of temptation to strengthen and to inspire. That you are with us in every time of loneliness to cheer and befriend. That you are with us even in death to bring us to the glory of your side that you are with us in every darkness, casting your holy light, even when we're too afraid or maybe too angry 
to see it. O God, make us certain that there is nothing in time or in eternity that can ever separate us from you, so that in your mighty presence we may meet life and always find light with courage and without fear. And it's all these things that we pray. Amen. So may it be on this beautiful Easter morning. God bless.